Welcome to the triumphant return of Ryan Watches a Movie. I'm your host, Adam Patterson. With me today, we got Kevin Rakestraw. Hey, Kevin. Hey, what's what's going on? Not a whole lot. Are you excited? You excited I'm, for this? I'm very excited. Is it still? Is that still the title? Or did we change the title? We'll, we'll get into that. Oh, okay, we're, I'm th- getting ahead of myself. Sorry. Yeah, that's we're, we're going to talk about that. I shifted into high gear. I'm sorry. <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> We're also joined by the legendary Ryan Holes. Hey, Ryan. Eh. It's good to have you back. Good to be back, I guess. <laughs> oh, <it's> God. <laughs> there's, there's that uh, trademark Ryan excitement that we all know um, and love. I don't lead the exciting life. <laughs> well, you Wait, do now. Yeah, you do now. So we've we've been on hiatus for seven long months but we're back with a new format that i think you're all going to like especially you ryan now in the past 281 episodes we picked some of the worst movies we could find for ryan to watch but kevin and i were talking about it we decided that there's way too much negativity in the world these days so instead of making fun of bad movies we're going to celebrate the good in movies and attempt to pick some films with the specific purpose of having Ryan love it. Yeah. So this is, this is all about, all about friends. So me and Adam are going to team up as friends, as buddies, and we're going to try and create a taste profile for Ryan. Give me the clever name. We thought of the name Ryan likes him. It's not, not, it's not clever, no. But the the name we thought of was Ryan likes a movie? Question yeah, mark. Yeah, it's a question mark at the end, and you have to do that inflection at the end as well. Uh, I, I did work. it. I actually did it in real life just now. You you couldn't see it, but I did it. Yeah, you gotta do a shoulder shrug with it too. Yeah. Because we don't it. know. We're hoping that you do. Me and Adam were collaborating. We're kicking ideas around, right? And we're trying to come up with a movie that's going to hopefully number one that Ryan hasn't seen before. And second, it's, it's going to just sweep him off his feet. He's going to love it. We're all going to high five each other and embrace. And it's going to be wonderful. Yeah. So like Kevin said, we're going to be keeping a database of Ryan's thoughts. And as the show progresses, we'll be compiling in uh, what we hope is a a distinct taste profile for Ryan so that in the future we'll be able to pick movies that he loves with 100% certainty. Yeah. So I feel feel like this is Google. Yeah. Algorithm. Yeah. We're 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 going to be putting together a Ryan algorithm for movies. Handmade. Built from scratch. Mm -hmm. Bespoke. we're also going to be watching the same movie as Ryan every week so we can contribute more to the conversation. And we want listeners to be involved as well. So if you have a pick for Ryan, so if you listen to these episodes and you think, oh man, I think Ryan would love this, shoot us an email at podcast at filmpulse.net or send me a DM on Twitter at filmpulse.net and give us your picks. And if we think that that fits, then we'll 
we'll add it to the the list. We have a, a growing list of movies that we want to give you. And then based on how you feel about ones, we might remove some, we might add some. We'll certainly be adding things as we go, but that's how it is. Uh, one quick housekeeping note, there will be no regular show this week, so this will replace the regular podcast, but I hope to have the regular podcast back next week unless Kevin decides that he wants to bail. <laughs> you, you never know. Never know what I'm going to do. No, Kevin. Yeah, you are a wild card. Wild You're card. a wild card. I do what I want. I call you Charlie Day. Charlie Day, yeah, he's... <laughs> yeah, a little uh, always sunny reference there. Uh, Ryan, what movie did we have you watch this week? It's tough. It should be noted also that we're still going to keep it a mystery. So when it comes to picking the movies, what we're going to do is ask Ryan what type of movie he's looking for in any given week. So for instance, this week we were like, "Hey, what do you, what do you want to watch?" And you said action or horror. Oh no, I'm sorry, comedy or horror. So we we picked a movie that we thought reflected that, and then we're gonna sort of refine things as we go. But the movie ultimately is always gonna be a surprise. You're never gonna know ahead of time. That being said, we might end up picking some movies that you've already seen before because. Uh, I, I don't know everything that you've seen in the past is I, 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 I was looking at your letterbox list though. And I'm hoping that that's like at least somewhat accurate. Yeah. It yeah. I can't break it on there still. Yeah. I figured nice. this. So the stuff is written and directed by Larry Cohen, the late Larry Cohen. We thought this would be a good jumping off point with Larry Cohen's recent passing and i myself on the regular podcast i'm going through and see watching all of the uh the missing pieces i have in larry cohen's filmography this is like the third time i've seen this movie but i have a synopsis here a delicious mysterious goo that oozes from the earth is marketed as the newest dessert sensation but the tasty treat rots more than teeth when zombie-like snackers who only want to consume more of the strange substance at any cost begin infesting the world. Ryan, tell us a little bit about this stuff. Oh, I should turn off by saying the production was a lot better than it usually is. <laughs> we actually gave you a movie. But I think some of the acting was questionable. Oh, overall production was good. There, the movie starts out, and there's a set of brothers and a mom and a dad. They all eat this stuff, except for the little brother that is in a scrappy container. It's kind of like yogurt, but not quite yogurt. Yeah, it should be noted that this, and I'm sure that we'll get into like the messaging behind this movie, but this came out in 1985 during the big yogurt craze. Like yogurt was a big thing back in during this time. There was an explosion of yogurt. So Frozen yogurt. 
yeah so that's like sort of the the, the starting point of the stuff and the stuff is apparently filling mm-hmm. as no calories and it's quite addictive so at the beginning scream conglomerate they want to know what's happening this misery product is coming out of nowhere it's literally bubbling over the ground they want to figure out what is happening with that <laughs> so an fbi a former fbi agent and he does some investing, and it switches between him and the little kid brother. The conclusion then, this stuff everyone eats in. Slowly, it kind of eats away your intellect. Doesn't do anything to the outside of your body. It eats away the intellect. Kind of makes you a zombie. And I the kid go through and try, they're trying to investigate it and of it and then uh, going down, I don't know, the trench where it's created, created where it, I don't know what the word would be. It's kind of like a, I, w- I would say maybe like a quarry. Yeah. Oh yeah, all right, go. go. They're at the corner, and the kid somehow gets caught in a semi-trailer. He's like a tanker. <laughs> he gets in it. He, just, he catches himself. He just gets in it because yeah. he's, he's fucking dumb. And then he's like, oh, they locked the door. <laughs> Like the north, <laughs> and eventually it makes enough noise inside where the guy hears him. So they pulls him by the truck and they blow up the coin. And oh, I call him uh, from two work girls. I can't think of his name. The, the, huh? Two broke girls. They all got oh chocolate chip guy. Garrett Morris. Yeah. Seen two work girls? <laughs> I love you. He is in two broke girls. I love your reference point. He is in two broke girls. I had no idea. <laughs> had no idea. Who knew? I knew him from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I knew, that's what I knew him from. <laughs> but, but Ryan, Ryan is the only guy that's uh, like, yeah, two broke girls. This is because I watched that stupid show for a long time. <laughs> and they escaped the coin after blowing it up. And they decided to go to a radio station and alert the public. And while he's alerting them, Starts eating him out of nowhere because had explode. Yes. And tries to corner the little kid and FBI guy's girlfriend. 
they burn it off and they all escape and the ice cream guys in the beginning teaming up with people from by the scene. What's the other stuff, y'all? The taste. The taste, yeah. And the taste. And supposedly, there's less of the big stuff in there. So apparently it's not as bad as the stuff. Meanwhile, the FBI agent holds the ice cream guys point and makes them eat a fuckload of it. <laughs> and at the end, the FBI guy says, is it, are you eating it or is it eating you? And they all live happily ever after. <laughs> I guess sort of happily ever after. Hmm. Yeah. They don't, they don't really talk about what happens to the people who were consumed by the stuff. I mean, presumably they just die. Like that kid's family is dead now. Yeah. Well, uh, they, uh, a couple of them, Corey, when they got trapped, they exploded. Blood, it was stuff. Yeah. And blood stuff ever. I think that, like, what happens is when this, when you consume enough of it, it eats your, like, insides and takes over your body and then if it leaves your body you're just left as like a husk because yeah. in the in the one scene when they were in the factory and all of the factory workers were dead they smashed that one guy's skull and it just shattered like it was n- like made of porcelain or something oh and that's the beginning do you remember when the FBI guy oh my god and the he like, yeah, what is up with that scene? It's the best. It's the best goddamn scene ever. Is this when he pumps? That's my favorite, my favorite line, <laughs> my favorite scene in that whole movie. That's a sweaty palm. Hello, sweaty palms. Oh, you got sweaty palms too. <laughs> That caught me off guard. He just shatters his laugh. Yeah, he just punches that dude right in the face. And the dude, he's on the other side of the, the room. He's like, you broke his jaw. It's just like, how does he know? And, he know? and the rest of the guys don't even care of it. He got knocked out. <laughs> yeah, they don't do anything about it. That's a sweaty palm. Hello, sweaty palms. <laughs> Oh my god, Michael Moriarty in this movie is so incredible. I sw- I swear that for the most part he's drunk. I'm pretty sure he's drunk. He's gotta be. Is a that really creepy way of talking? He's just his line delivery in all of Cohen's movies <laughs> is just it's something else. They just unleash his Moriarty. He's just yeah. allowed to do whatever he wants. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is. I, I really don't know. But I mean, like, he does that with, with other Cohen movies. As uh, Like, I was talking about the ambulance on 
um, a podcast recently, maybe two weeks ago, and he does the same thing with Eric Roberts, where Eric Roberts is sort of like a Moriarty type character. I think it's just Cohen's writing and directing that evokes that style in in his actors. I think Moriarty's the best at it. I agree. I mean, that's why they work together so many, so many times. I mean, they're in, he, they're in what four, at least four that I can think of off the top of my head. Because I don't, I, I honestly, as much as I love this movie, I think if you take out Moriarty and put in someone else, I don't know if I would like it as much. No, it wouldn't work. The, I, I would say the same thing about Q. Cue the yeah. wind serpent. Oh my god, yeah, because that performance <laughs> is even better. Yeah, that just would not work without Michael Moriarty. He he's the one who makes the movie. I think I think there's enough going on in this movie that it would still be passable. It'd still be fun. Yeah, yeah. Not, not Q. Q. Would, Q would just be garbage. <laughs> not Q. So We're, Ryan, what were you thoughts on Moriarty? Sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. Everybody laughs a lot. Pretty much every time he says something. Now, for me, this was because I watched uh, Moriarty in Cohen films like later in my life, and I always knew Moriarty as the the serious actor from Law and Order. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was very. That's what I thought, though. And it just made it even more enjoyable. Because yeah, I didn't know that yeah, this guy could yeah, do that. Yeah. It was like a polar opposite of what I normally saw him as. And at one point, what he's talking about is, I forget, talking to But he's telling him about his girlfriend, about how she had sex with him. <laughs> do you remember that? I don't. I don't really remember. I think that. I do. There, there, there's one point where he, I can't remember what happened, but I know they laugh. I do. I do. What happened? Another great line is when he goes to the little town where they're. I guess it was like the 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 town that they were like testing out the stuff for the first time, and there's like the town's dead. He's trying to f- figure out what's what's going on, and this is where he uh, meets up with uh, Chocolate Chip Charlie for the first time, Garrett Morris, and they're sort of going through the town together. And he runs into this uh, like general store attendant guy, and mm-hmm. at, at one point he he looks at at Chocolate Chocolate Chip Charlie and goes, "That man is not in proper working order." <laughs> I just I thought that was a great line too. And I love when uh when he first meets that chocolate chip guy like jumps out of nowhere yes. <laughs> Yeah, and attacks him. That's which is can you think of a better way to introduce a character? <laughs> no. <laughs> I I also 
I also love the beginning of that scene when he goes to the gas station and the gas station attendant is very insistent that he goes into the bathroom because he just cleaned the bathroom. It's very clean and there's paper towels in there. There's clean towels in the bathroom. He just wants him to go into that bathroom (laughs) so bad. And there's no no reason why. (laughs) There's no reason why. You don't know why. He just wants him to go into the bathroom and check it out. See see the work he did on it. There's just so much about this movie that is so funny and so seemingly random like a lot of Cohen's movies and it, it's all predicated on this oddball script that that often makes no sense at all like the sweaty palms bit <laughs> but but it all just works it just meshes together so nicely. I thought it was an hour and 20 minutes, an hour and 20, an hour and 27 hours. <laughs> but I thought it, oh, at the beginning, I was like, there's no way they're going to tie all this together. Stuff that matters, they do die together. Yeah, they tie it together pretty pretty nicely. It com- yeah, it, it, com- it comes together at the end. Yeah, don't count Cohen out. Nah, he he can. He'll be, he's the he'll master. He's the master. It, and I I love um kind of how he he writes himself these outs. Like with this movie, there's. It's like he foresaw the idea of okay, how did how was the stuff discovered? How did it come to be in supermarkets and in people's homes and a carton and people are just eating it? And I love what he comes up with, which is perhaps the dumbest origin thing I've ever seen in my life, which is just a miner just comes across and eats it soft serve <laughs> yogurt just bubbling out of the ground and just. He says, what the hell is this? And then he eats it. Just eat it immediately. And then and then he gets his buddy to eat it off of his hands, like off of his fingers. And I, I love, love how you can see the cameraman shadow. I didn't notice that. Like that whole scene. <laughs> I, also, I also love the fact that the other guy is like, is that snow? Which... Why would it be? Yeah, he's like eating. That snow. makes no sense. And I love the fact that the original miner, the dumbass that's just eating it fistfuls out of the ground, gets really pissed off that he thinks it's snow. And how, how dare you? Are you ever, out of your head, buddy? How dare you ever accuse me of eating snow? And he's just insistent, like you got to try it. It's not snow. You got to try it. And then, like everyone else is like, okay, we're we're going back to work or whatever. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to stay back here. I'm going to stay back and try and figure out this, this soft serve yogurt shit coming out of the ground. It's just a, such a bizarre occurrence. A, you know, a turn of events is to stumble on it, just to pick up a fistful and eat it, get pissed off at your friend for thinking it's snow and then immediately trying to devise a plan to sell it. Yeah. And then, that's the opening scene and then it just instantly cuts to a world where the stuff has completely taken over apparently he came up with a really great plan well he had that great marketing help with 
Moriarty's girlfriend. She she came up with the best marketing I plan. Also, I also like how they get the of of them. They set on fire. Like when they're in the hotel room and they drench in it and she sets them on fire. <laughs> yeah, she lights them on fire. <laughs> I find it I find it interesting that she knew like Oh, that's what we should do is burn it. And it worked. And, and also, apparently, the stuff is flammable. The thing, there is the movie. I find well, it curious that that stuff is flammable. I mean, that, that may be something that they should have tested at the FDA. That you can you actually that, like, light it on fire. Yeah, you think you would have, even if you didn't test it, I would think at some point you would just kind of stumble upon that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it was everywhere. Like, it was everywhere. Like, at the diner that they went to, and there was, like, cases and cases of it at the diner. You'd think that at some point... Well, yeah. and it, I mean, It would have hit a flame. Yeah. You got people smoking. It's 1985. Yeah. Someone's cigarette's going to get too close or the lighter. Their Zippo's going to get too close to the stuff. Or you know you're going to have, like... Oh, shit, like, stuff flammable. You're going to have these lazy people who have like a half empty container of the stuff and they just want to put their cigarette out in it, you know, like people putting their cigarettes out in like Coke cans and stuff. You know, you know that was going to happen. At that grocery store. (laughs) And there's people watching it come directly at them. I do. I love that scene where Jason goes fucking nuts. He does. Yeah. He. I, I love that. Not only does he knock all the stuff over, but at, at some point he grabs like a mop handle and starts smashing the glass of the the, the cases, like the fridges. Like he he just goes so overboard with it, so much so that it ends up as an article in the paper. <laughs> Like that, that was a news article in the paper, and that's how Moriarty finds this kid. And he's like, Hey, I gotta find that kid. (laughs) Oh, god, I love it. The kid who really doesn't really, he doesn't really serve any purpose to the movie at all. He's just, no, he just, he's just there. Like they leave him in the airplane, and then yes, I love the abandons. They leave him in the airplane, and then and then that's when he sneaks out and gets caught in the truck. Which I, I don't understand the purpose of the truck because it goes into the factory. The kid climbs in it, and then it just leaves the factory. Like, why did it go to the factory at all to begin with? Like, why did they open the hatch? So it it pulls it pulls in. They open the hatch. He climbs in. Then they close the hatch and leave. What are the logistics behind that? Cohen. They had to do a quick spot check. Because it goes to the quarry then, right? To get filled up. It does, yeah. Yeah. But you're, yeah. I mean, but that's that's the beauty of Cohen. Don't ask questions. The other great. Enjoy yourself, okay? The the other great thing about Cohen and his, his, his randomness is there's a scene in this movie that features the where's the beef lady with Abe Vigoda. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys that, caught that scene. That. The Where's the Beef oh, Lady no. and Abe oh, Vigoda. I love it. Absolutely love it. I like the uh, the part when they were going undercover to try to 
infiltrate the stuff factory and figure out where it's coming from and and uh his girlfriend introduces him as my male secretary <laughs> i'm like i loved that scene too i hope you don't mind me bringing my male secretary roger so i had a good um oh, i'm glad to hear it so it seems like i think we can i think we already know the answer guess we should ask the question now did did ryan like the movie ryan did you like the stuff yeah. Yes. Nice. All right. After watching it, after you watch the whole thing, you realize that it's like, it's supposed to be funny at certain points. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's, Yeah, it's definitely satire, for sure. And it's it's blatant satire, the way that Cohen likes to do it. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It's not that subtle shit. No. <laughs> Which it's it's so great. All right, Ryan, let's go ahead and give you your drum roll. What do you give the stuff? That's a six what? out of ten. What? It's a good start, Kevin. It is a good start, but it is not what I was expecting. I was thrown for a loop. Okay. I get it more, but why not do it? It's your show. No, we want to keep it. This is only going to work, Kevin, if we keep him honest. We can't be. We can't be coaxing him into higher scores. Sorry, go ahead. There are many ways to go. Oh, so you're just. I got you. I have no basis right now. Okay. Yeah, because we don't want to start right off the bat with like a nine. Or ten or an eleven. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like the first movie I ever watched. <laughs> In your life? Yeah, we're starting we're from scratch. Start, we knocked this guy's brain out and we're just starting from scratch. Yeah, it's very important that you give us honest opinions and don't let the fact that maybe Kevin or I or both of us like a movie to give your opinion. We don't want that to cloud your judgment of a movie. So yeah. That's that's very important in uh, in this little experiment that we're doing. So we're at a six, so we can definitely go higher. And I think that's the goal is that we got to try and at least maintain, you know, a six or go higher. Yeah, I mean, a six or higher. That's that it was good production quality, and I'm not used to that. Oh. We got to ease them in. We got to get them used to what real movies look like. <laughs> the, the, uh, the the fact that there was like a budget behind this movie is so jarring to him. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> he, had to, he had to pause it like five minutes in. He's like, hold on, is this right? And the, the funny thing is that there were, like there still wasn't much of a budget behind this, this movie. Everything about this movie is pretty down and dirty. I just look. The real look of it is more quality. It's just a a collection of competent people is Mm -hmm. what you saw. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I think Larry Cohen, too, is I think he was a true auteur in a lot of ways. His his movies are, if nothing else, memorable. Oh, without a doubt. So after seeing this stuff, Ryan, I don't think that you have ever seen any of Larry Cohen's other movies 
is he a director that you would revisit in the future? Yeah, I'm gonna click on his name here, Michael Bania. He he wrote a lot of movies, uh, some of which you've probably seen. He wrote the movie Phone Booth with Colin Farrell. He wrote oh. Cellular with Jason Statham. So so he's a pretty he was a pretty pro- prolific writer. He only directed about twenty or so movies, and I don't think that you would have seen any of his other movies. <laughs> I think this I still think that this is his best the stuff it's I think it's his most fun but I mean he has a lot of other pretty solid movies in in his uh filmography we had mentioned Q Q the winged serpent which is also uh starring Moriarty It's Alive 3 Island of the Alive also stars Michael Moriarty and then Return to Salem's Lot features Moriarty, and then his last movie that he directed, uh, which was uh, part of the Masters of Horror series, which is called Pick Me Up, which came out in tw- 2006, that also stars Michael Moriarty. But of course, he has a lot of other movies not starring Michael Moriarty that are also worth checking out. I mentioned The Ambulance, and I would say that that is absolutely worth a look. I hope to find some of his other movies. I'm having a hard time finding Deadly Illusion. And I know that that's mm. a, that's a movie that he was like fired from, so he's not the only director on that movie. It's with Billy D Williams. With Abe Vigoda? Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, he did his movie Wicked Stepmother was starring Betty Davis when she was like 80 some years old and she ended up she saw the dailies and ended up dropping out of the movie because she thought she looked too bad and she died very very shortly after and uh uh what is it i think it's return to salem's lot stars uh, or features sam fuller when he was very old so yeah, he's, there's there's definitely some good stuff in his filmography and i would also recommend checking out the documentary uh, King Cohen, which came out last year, that is a, a deep dive into pretty much all of his movies and features a lot of extensive interviews with Larry Cohen. He's a fascinating guy. He's a really, he was a really likable guy and he had a lot of really great stories to tell. So if you have Shudder, that documentary is on Shudder. And I know that the stuff and Q the winged serpent is on shutter as well. And a bunch of his movies are on Amazon prime too. Mm-hmm. prime video. I know the bone is on there. I think the stuff and Q are also on there. And the, was it full moon high is on there. I rented God told me to on Amazon recently. That one's interesting. That, that one features a, it, it Features a New York detective who is investigating a series of murders where people like random New Yorkers are committing mass murders. And when they're caught, they're saying, God told me to. Yes, I do want to see that very badly. Yeah, that has a little bit of a supernatural angle to it. Nice. Uh, Any final thoughts, Ryan, on the stuff? Mm, Funny. 
Funnest. All right. Well, uh, we did it. We made Brian laugh. Okay. That's one, right. one success. There we go. All right. I think that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can send us your questions and picks for Ryan at podcast at filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net, at filmpulsekevin, and at my legs don't work. If you have a minute, take a look at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash filmpulse. Consider helping us out by becoming a subscriber. For Kevin Rakestraw and Ryan Holes, my name's Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week. Yeah, later.